Quitting smoking requires willpower, but we could all use a little help sometimes. Nicorette's Stop Smoking products increase your chances of quitting smoking by up to 60% versus unaided. Clinically proven to help you quit for good. Nicorette contains nicotine. Stop smoking aid. Requires willpower. Always read the label. Hello and welcome to I'll Start Monday, the podcast that asks, what can I do starting Monday that will have a positive impact on my life? I'm your host, Keith Walsh, and this week we're talking about money management, which is a topic many of us are taking an even keener interest in these days as the cost of living crisis rages on at home and abroad. Unfortunately, money is also a tricky and uncomfortable topic, so even if we are struggling, it can be hard to actually reach out and ask for help. Money mentor and life coach Santos Ogaro is joining me today to share some of her wisdom on the topic and hopefully give us some useful advice on making our money go further. Best known for her YouTube channel, The Caribbean Dub, Santos is obsessed with saving people money after coming up with the ingenious book, The Money Mentor. And we are delighted to have her in studio. Welcome to the show, Santos. How are you? Thanks for having me. How are you? Great. Great to have you and great to see you again. Uh, you're keeping well, obviously. I am. Keeping yeah. keeping up with myself now I am. Keeping, <laughs> keeping a check on yourself. I am indeed. Good. Still budgeting. Good, still good stuff. Money. Good stuff. We'll get to all of that. Um, okay, sure. Look, give us a little bit of background to yourself and, um, you know, a little bit about you, Santos, and how you got into this whole field of helping people save money. Um, I started by helping myself. Um, I was very bad with money, not great um, at organising anything really. I loved spending and now I'm looking back, it goes back to, you know, psychology. Everything goes back to psychology. But I hid behind my purchases. Um, If you could mark, if I could look back and mark a big occasion in my life, there's usually a loan or a big spend that accompanied that. And I just can't continued like that until life caught up with me. I had kids and basically I had a split in a relationship and the money wasn't coming in. And I, and suddenly I had to pay back all these loans. Um, I was on maternity leave. Um, a little bit of, I think, you know, postnatal. Everything was going on there. A load of adjustments, you know, having your first child. And then the second one back to back, nearly Irish twins, as I'm told. And yeah, I was struggling. I was really low with regards to finances. And I knew I had to do something about it because if I kept going to where I was going, it wasn't going to end well for anybody involved. And in 2019, I literally just turned around and said, this is enough. I have to try something different. I have to do something. I'm very solution orientated. And I was up up to my limits when it came to all the direct debits that were coming out. It was just madness transferring money from one account to another to pay for this, to pay for that. Still trying to show up for hens, you know, like going around with a pain in my chest, which was just like a constant pain. It was it was stress induced anxiety. It was like I, I like a bit of pressure, but it was too much because nothing was being fixed. And it was just pain where if someone even mentioned Oh, we're we're gonna be doing this. Oh, can you give us some money towards such and such as a birthday party coming up? The pain would be back, and I found myself. I was working in the bookies at the time. I found myself at the counter and not being able to take a deep breath. 
and thinking, what what's going on? You know, I just burst into tears and I don't know. It wouldn't be even on a stressful day. It would be just anything. But I, my mind was constantly just on overdrive trying to fix this and nothing was happening. And my money habits were reflecting that as well. The more stress I got, it was more spending. I had to change something. And I wasn't from a family where, you know, finances was something that were talked about. You get a credit union loan, you go on your holiday, you get a credit union loan, you do up the sitting room. You know, my friends were like that. Um, even with my book, you know, my friend was like, I didn't write anybody's names. Can't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> but my friend was looking, she was like, are you talking about me here? And I was like, yeah, you're the fourth person to say that when I was saying about our loan culture. So that was literally the life Everybody that... Everybody was doing it. Everybody was doing yeah. it. We had no financial literacy. All we knew was you go to the credit union and they were there to help you. You're going out, just get, a, get your credit card. The credit card was to fund your lifestyle. And that catches up with you. And it did. And I went onto YouTube, first of all, just looking at it as a search engine. How would you get out of debt? Do, do people pay off debt fast? Can you pay off debt fast? Like, what do you do? And I came across this lady, um, debt kicking mom in America, of course. And um, she was paying off her debts. And I, I kept on looking at what she was doing and I got really sucked into it. And I, I just couldn't. I was like, whoa, she's, I can do that. I can do that. I like cooking. I could save money that way. I could do this. And before I know it, knew it, I went on to Instagram and I had, I think it was just my family and friends in the Caribbean, UK and wherever they are in the world. And my friends here, it was like a hundred people. <laughs> and I said, I owe 15 grand in debt and I'm going to clear that in a year. Wow. Yeah, I literally gave myself that challenge. But now saying that, that wasn't the most debt I've had at one point. It was just the situation that I was in that I didn't have the income to supplement that and I had a lot and then I had a mortgage then and then I had but this wasn't a mortgage or anything this was just my consumer debts and I got a few uh, invo <laughs> I got a few messages of people saying are you all right <laughs> like what's going on but they didn't know that I was already like rock bottom and I was like I need to just challenge myself and do something for accountability. And, you know, when you're in, it's almost like a cultish behavior when you're watching someone paying off their debt and you're in that community. And it doesn't matter what anybody else is saying to you. You just, I was like hyper focused, really, this is what I need to do. I need to go all in. And um, I did. Mm. And I cleared it all in a year. And over that year, what I was doing, and I was like, you know, I'm after figuring out this and, if you budget this way and if you look at this and if you prioritise your money and what's coming in and what's going out, you can pay off a little bit more. And did you know if you switch from this credit card to a zero you know, percent credit card, you can save money because you're not paying the interest and you should try and pay a little bit extra. And, you know, and then people are like, that's a good idea. And, and that's how it got. It was just talking about money, which I didn't really know. And it just kind of snowballed from there. It started off just for me. And then when I realized when I was getting people, you know, like say six months in, eight months in, and someone's like, oh, I started doing what you're doing. I'll keep sharing them, will you? Because I'm after clearing this. Or we're all talking about how we can go on a holiday next year for the first time and pay off our credit union loan instead of adding to it. 
and it was just like it's a different conversation I just we just love it like and this was before the cost of living anything I was like and then I just got fixated on that then I was like okay my debts are down like now what do I do now let me just go and see if I can help more people mm. and I kind of got addicted I'm kind of addicted to that as well yeah <laughs> when people are saying well done, I love the prize, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or I'm after doing this. I love that feeling of just knowing that there's so much you can take from this world and just knowing that you're actually giving. And people are, are saying, yeah, we love that. And that's after saving me money. Um, we're looking differently because I know what it can do for your mind. I know financial wellness is such a serious topic and it's one on the, you know, the wellness branches, what the wellness tree that isn't looked at and it's probably not taken as seriously because it's wrapped up in so much shame. Mm, yeah, and it is the one thing that people really, it's never really mentioned, no. you know, and it, it, it does affect people. So before kids, and you've sort of touched on it a little bit, before the kids arrived, what was your, what was, you know, Santa's, Ogaro's, you know, lifestyle, what were, like, how did you see yourself? Like, what were you, you, were, you had a job, a few quid coming in, you liked what, fashion? What did you I spend money on? I loved fashion, um, loved holidays. Like, they called me uh, five minutes in work because I'd say to them, oh, I'm going back. I'll be, I'll be back in five minutes and I'll come back with the bags. But did they call you five minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you pop out five minutes and you yeah, come back. With, or, well, I might come back with coffees or yeah. I'll, I'll be sitting there and they'll be talking about, oh, do you know, there's this new thing in pennies and blah, blah, blah. I'd love that. And I'd go back or we're having a tough day and I'll go down and go, oh, here's some pajamas for everybody. I just want to spend money. Um, and it was me self-esteem as well. Mm. I really wanted to be liked always. I came to Ireland when I was 10 and from the Caribbean, which was real culture shock and it's it's something that I'm working on. Well, I've been working on quite a bit, but I look back and it's like it's been really important for me to transition, to be liked, to be part of the community. And in some ways I wanted to fit in and I knew that as a black girl among all white friends, I didn't. But I had the same runners. I had the same hoodies. I had the same outfits, you know, so I, I, the uniform was there and it started off with that. And then it became I had a nice car. So then when I go into a certain areas or certain meetings and stuff, I feel feel a little bit like I really did connect my self-worth with my net worth. Well, what I thought it was, because that's a different thing altogether. I thought that me showing things and being a consumerist dream mm. that it would make me part of everything. But I was really sad. Like and, and that's something that I, I did. I talked about that in the book quite a bit. You know, I was really I was a sad person. I was really sad inside because I wasn't being authentic to myself to a certain point. To a certain point, I was holding it back. And instead of just saying, you know, I don't like that, I like this, it was, I'll just buy this, shut up and turn up, you know. Wow. And I can identify a lot with what you're saying. You know, we do, I would have gone through a phase of, well, all my life probably, I don't know where it started, <laughs> but trying to be the person that I thought the people in the room wanted me to be, yes. you know, rather than just trusting in just being myself um, and then getting the dopamine from praise yeah. wherever that oh, was coming yeah. from, you know. So it's interesting and excellent that you swapped the praise um, and the dopamine of shopping and, you know, buying gifts for friends and being that person and all that kind of stuff for 
the dopamine of praise for helping people with their money and, yeah. and really like hyper focusing on on the money and all that yeah. because like they're both sort of addictions in a way. They are. But, you know, like other addictions, I'd rather, you know, running or the gym over uh, other addictions. I, you know, I'd rather be addicted to figuring out my money than, uh, you know, so, so what I'm trying to say is like once you can start with that habit and, you know, transition from one habit to another, there is as much fun and dopamine and enjoyment. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> is there ne- it, kind of. It's, it, it's, it's a different, it's, it's a different, different if it's, it's a different type. And I'm, I'm also trying to, um, trying to do it for the goodness of my heart. Um, because I know that that's, that's another part of me trying to be liked as well. You know, there's another part of me, oh, I am contributing. It's another part of me. And I'm trying to to pull back and say, I'm just doing this as well because I like it. I am I want to save money myself and I might as well share authentically. And what I've realized is once I've done that, it's it's like you said, once you've been your authentic self, once you stop masking and stop pretending, I feel that people are listening now, but I do, I do love the phrase now. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I love we it. We all do like a bit of praise. <laughs> like I, I like, I like mommy, you know, even going down to my mom's, I like her telling me I'm doing well. I seen you on the TV, you're doing, you know, I love that. But also, and I love my kids, you know, being able to tell them like, mommy, mommy wants to help people and, and having them, having them aspire to that and helping people the way I can. Not the way people think I should, but the way I can. All I can do is me. And that should be enough. Yeah, and, and having your kids are obviously proud of you as well, which is... Yeah, they, they're embarrassingly proud. Like, yeah. not to my face. They wouldn't, they'd never say, oh, mommy, you have a book, but we'd be in the post office. And they'll say, my mommy was on the TV. Do you want to come home? Come home with us and we'll show you on the TV that she was on it. She was there. <laughs> I'm like, uh, can I get a stamp, please? <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. We will get on to the tips for anybody listening. Um, but how has how have you as a person, how have you noticed your personality? Like, who is the real Santas? Do you know what I mean? And have, are you comfortable with that now? Are you getting more comfortable with it? Because that's where the anxiety comes from. That's where the stress comes from when you're not being your authentic self. And... But it then can be hard to transition into your real self and for other people to accept you, your new you. Yeah. Um, like, was there, did you have to make new friends? Did, did people drift away? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, the circle is ever evolving. But it's kind of, I've realized that even with I've, the way I prioritize my money and my spending, it's, it's the, the same with friendships. You know, I'm not going to be that person who's ever able to have, you know, 50 friends, that tight-knit um, hens party, <laughs> you know, I'm not that person. I kind of flip, I have different groups that I would go around to and go into and like, you know, I have the money group that I'd go and talk all things savings and we geek out on that. But then I have the wellness group, I have the foodie groups that I could go into. Um, and I felt, what I feel is there's different branches of me. And there's, there, I don't really have a lot of friends that can take all of it, <laughs> like, you know, but that's really good. There's different branches of me that I can show up. And it's, it's a, I kind of feel like there's nine different Santas's, but that's who I am, you know. Um, I like being alone quite a lot. And I, I didn't really think I did for ages 
I thought, oh, I needed to be in a relationship. I needed to be with someone. I need to do this with something. And what I'm realising at this point, like I love myself so much and I've done so much healing that I enjoy, you know, the solo trips. I enjoy the me time. And I think I'm better for it for everybody around me. Um, People are looking at me sideways because when you're healing, you do change. And when you're he- when you're going through a whole journey, it, the financial journey kind of kickstarted like so many different realms of me. And there's so many layers that are still being peeled back and I'm understanding why I do things I do. So, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of deep conversations. And I hope that the people are in my life. I explain it to them and I'm explaining my boundaries and why I can't do certain things and why, you know, and I'm understanding my triggers and say, look, that actually I don't want to react that way because I think you have to look at the dark in you as well. So I'm like, I understand why I react that way, because I can't deal with that right now. And I don't know if I ever will. So here's a wall. (laughs) <laughs> it's there forever. Yeah. The um, the boundary thing, that must have been difficult when you um, started on your year of paying off that 15 grand, telling people you weren't doing this or you weren't doing that. Um, difficult, but probably taught you how to set boundaries. That taught me, that set the precedent for everything. So I would be the person, you'll invite me to something. I don't want to go because I don't, I thought like, I'd turn up and I'd be just happy dancing on my own. <laughs> like, you know, I'm happy dancing. So the actual sitting around, I wouldn't really enjoy it. Like, not for that long anyway. And I'd get myself all anxious financially, <laughs> mentally prepped, you know, and I'll turn up then. And I didn't want to be there, but I'm, I have no money to be there. I probably put it on my credit card. or got to lend off somebody to be there. Now, when I started paying off my debt, it was like, I can't be there. I'm going through something. I'm paying off my clearing my debts um, and I won't be able to turn up at this. Or if I do, I'll probably just come in and dash, you know, so... It was a great excuse almost. Yeah, it was a great excuse, but it also made me realise the things that I didn't like. I didn't even actually realise I don't like that or this stress is not normal for these situations. Like you shouldn't be going and asking your friends for money to go to another friend's thing and then owing that person money and having a list in your head of who you have to pay back when you got paid. So it was really important for me to say no. Whole sentence. That's it. Done. Yeah. No explanation needed. Yeah. Towards uh, the end, it was there wasn't any. It was just like, no, you know how it is. I can't come right now. See it. Yeah. If, or or I hope do you want to be friends. Yeah. Can we do something else? <laughs> yeah. You know, like I can't. Um, can we do something else? And also, I have the two kids. It was kind of like really paying off debt at that point. You're isolated as a new mother, as a single mother. There's an isolation that happens there when you go into, you step into parenthood. And looking back now, it kind of worked for me in the sense that the temptations weren't as much as they were before. Mm. So, But saying to somebody, I don't want to go on the hen weekend, but... Would you come around on this certain evening when we watch a movie, we'll have some cake, we'll drink some tea or whatever it is and just have a bit of like quality time? And I think people appreciate that. There's probably a lot of people listening now that have gone to things that they didn't enjoy, that they didn't want to be at, that they spent a lot of money on. 
um, and resented, resented, yeah, resent the person yeah. for you know because you feel like they made you do that and it's their fault that you're in the debt. They've had to buy a new dress. They've had to travel. They've had to stay in a hotel. All of these things, and we've all been there and we've all done it. And just all that money to not to do something you don't enjoy. That's for like I'm in the situation now that I'm just like that is bonkers. How did I do that for so long? That, it doesn't even make sense when you write it down. I spent money to do things that I didn't want to do. I'm in debt and, you know, it's led to me being in debt and I'm anxious all the time because I spent money on doing things I didn't want to do. Yeah. To make other people happy, it made me <laughs> really, really sad. sad. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. That is the big learning is that if you're sad, but you're making other people happy, that's not working for you and you need to be selfish. And it's not normal. And selfish isn't a bad word. It's kind of like smoking. You do get to a point with smoking where you just, I don't, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing right now, yeah. smoking this cigarette. Yeah. Why? And you, <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm, yeah. I'm spending lots of money on it. It's not making me feel good. I don't enjoy it. What's going on? Yeah. You know, and you need to figure that out and uh, and, and find, find a way out of it. Um, Tell us a little bit about your podcast, the Yellow Door podcast. Behind the Yellow Door. Behind so, the Yellow Door. Yeah. So it's very casual. Um, it's basically I'm talking about money. One of the things I want to do is just talk about money, talk about my lifestyle, what I'm doing, what I deem as normal. It might not be, but just opening people people's ears. There's a lot of people that follow me and, you know, they're from working class background, low income earners and I just want to open that up and say, there's so much more than what you're being told or what you're being shown. There's so much more you can do. And, you know, talking about things that are developing with me, things that I'm learning in my healing journey and then bringing on people that, you know, if you want to talk about investing, let's talk about investing. I might not know everything about this, but this person, this is what they do. And having unbiased conversations around money, I think that's really important. The same my my whole idea was I wanted to be something that you can talk about at the kitchen table because I know once you drop that shame, everything else comes out. And it's how you support the lifestyle as well of being on a budget of financial wellness, of building towards, you know, a financial free life where you could choose what you want to do and not be told what you should be doing. And yeah. It's really good. <laughs> and, and would that have come out of the um, YouTube as well? Because you'd have a lot of followers and yeah. viewers on YouTube. Yeah. So, so with the YouTube thing, I might have missed a step. How did how did that come about? So the YouTube thing is just, it was, when you go into the debt-free community, you just see loads of people doing different things. So debt-free, is there's a community called there's the, a debt-free the debt-free community. community. Yeah, right, okay. there's a, it's a big movement, like, you know, so. And these are people who are striving to get to a point where they they don't owe anybody anything. They don't owe anybody anything. And then the people that do, they, they end up being people that share as well. So on YouTube, I was just sharing bits and pieces. Right now, my YouTube is, um, I just share cash stuffing because I really want people to get into that. Cash stuffing is where you, when you're doing your budget, you list out your expenses, but there's expenses where you know that you're going to be tempted. If it was in the card, you'll go over. So anything to do with my kids, I kind of keep it to cash because I know that that's a trigger there. You know, I, I want to overcompensate for me being busy this week or anything like that or just spoil them in general. Sometimes I'm really tempted to do that. So I do the cash stuff and they have their envelope. So 
every week they get 10 euro in their envelope and that's what we'll spend. But right, like right now we're saving for Tato Park and it's my kids know what's in their envelope. They're getting, you know, they kind of, without knowing they know that's the Tato Park money. So we're not going to go to McDonald's every day. Do you know, we're not just going to go over to Funky Monkeys because you want to do this and that's what we're doing. And it's teaching them saving habits and it's teaching them actually when we go there, we're going to enjoy the day, the day, you know, and looking forward to stuff. And I think that that's something that we have so many things in abundance and so many things that's so easily attainable with debt. And, you know, you could just get a loan and then get that. No one, there's no delayed gratification anymore. We're so, the instant gratification where you tune in, you get it, and then it goes just as quick. And I'm trying to teach them that and teach myself. So the cash envelope's really good. I do my food shopping with that. I stuff money in the food the food envelope and that's what I spend for the month. Um, and it's been really good for me because I'm a foodie, but it makes me think then, what can I make or what can I do? And it keeps you within your budget. It really does. Um it keeps the emotional triggers. You're not going to be shopping on Amazon if you have a cash envelope. Well, think about it. You'll think about you have you have to go and lodge that money into the bank. So for a certain for certain things, I think it's really really good. And I just do that. You see me stuff in my cash envelope. So I'll say, okay, the budget is two hundred euro this week, and this is what I'm putting into cash envelope. And then I'll talk about different things that I'm doing. So it's a nice way of really connecting with people who are budgeting as well. And say, well, this week I'm doing this. I'm looking at, I've saved money this way. You know, I signed up to this app and people that are listening, they they don't even realise that they're learning something. They just think they're watching Santa's cash stuff, but they actually are. Yeah. So there, so it is kind of like a YouTube phenomenon of, you know, watching somebody unpack something or, you know, open open Lego or whatever. You know, it's just the the thing of seeing somebody do something kind of like, you know, it's it's housekeeping really, isn't it? But also you're learning from it. And yeah. you're enjoying the personality behind it yeah. and the story and all that. And it's authentic and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I kind of am very raw there. I, I kind of would say, oh, this week has after been a tough week, you know, and it's just being honest, you know, because I think that people think you pay off debts and that's it now. You're still learning. Everybody's mm. on a journey and a financial journey is the same as anything else. And anybody who's like, this is what you do and how, you you know, if this is anybody who's like that, it's like, I'm like, are you practicing? But are you practicing? Because you would know that it's always, it's always something else to learn. It's kind of like, I suppose, dieting um, yeah. in that if you decide to diet for a year and then stop, you know, diet should be like you change your diet. You don't go on a diet. Yeah. It's the same thing. And you're isn't changing it? your habits for all life. the time. And, 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 and that's what I do. Like I talk about the no spend days where I literally try to remove cash from the day. Try to remove, I get out, I get off the wheel, the consumer wheel, I step away and I'm going off with the kids and you now we're on our scooters, we're going to the skate park, which I'm very bad at. My daughter said to me, face your fears the other day. You have to face your fear, mommy. It was the baby ramp. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't. She was like, you can do it, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> it could be just going to the skate park and having a picnic. Like they love doing a little, there's a, a mountain in Hope that we climb up the top of and then we have a picnic there and they're like, isn't this great, mommy? Simple things that I know they're going to remember because I did that with my parents. And you're not sitting there thinking about the fine, you know, you're not sitting there stressed. It's a genuine, you're there. You, you we, we often talk about mindfulness and being in the moment and, you know, anchoring ourselves to the earth. Well, like finance plays a huge part in that. Really does. And one thing is 
I am still, I'm not a multimillionaire, but I know um, I'm financially well. I have a plan. I do my budget. I watch my spending. You know, I, and when I say watch my spending, I'm intentional with how I spend my money. I like buying sustainable. So I feel good. Like when I spend my money, I feel good. I feel good where I'm giving my money. And I, I was away there and I was talking to this girl, just met her. I was like, do you want a glass of wine? I'll buy. And I was telling her all about budgeting. She was like, what do you do? I was telling her all about the budgeting and everything. And she's like, no, 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 you're on a budget. I was like, no, but I'm, I want to spend time with you. So I'm talking. This is an intentional spend. Being on a budget does not mean that I am stingy or, you know, like I'm, I'm somebody from a lack mindset. It doesn't mean that. It means that I'm being intentional. I'm enjoying your company. We're having a great conversation. Have a drink. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm not going to buy a round. It means that I want to be there to buy the round. Yeah. And you, you can know? buy the drink. It's intentional. You're getting so much more out of it. More out of it. I'm, I'm literally spending money on things I want. Yeah. And it does not give me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, there, so there are days that you'll get a takeaway coffee and be yeah. like, I'm really enjoying it. I'll get a curry too. Like, it's not on the about, same day. No, well, sometimes. Which envelope is it coming out of? Uh, Do you have a coffee envelope? I have a self care envelope. Okay, good. I have because the other side of it is when you budget and you pay off so much debt, you could get this. It's debt anxiety, which is okay, it's there because the debt is always there. But then there's a reverse of that. When you come out the other side, you're almost in a fear of going back. So a lot of people find it hard to then spend on themselves mm. because they have this insecurity around money and they have this, they don't have a self-belief in themselves. And I, I had that for a while where I was like, if I start spending now, do I just go back? Am I just going to unleash hell? And it wasn't the case. You know, I had to come, come up with like some sort of strategy or system for that. And I gave myself a self-care envelope that when I spend in that and the kids envelope is the same as well. So when we spend, even if it might delay Tato Park, even when, when we do spend, it's guilt free. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And it's also putting me in my in the budget. It's also saying and which is what you should be doing in any path of life. You should be putting yourself first and prioritizing yourself. So I prioritize myself and say, there's a bit of money for you, whatever you want. If you want to buy coffee, if you want to go and buy just jellies, if you want to buy wine, just buy it. It's there for you to do that. And there's no guilt. If you want to just go and treat your friends, do that. But that money is put aside for that purpose. And also if you want to save it and do something big. You could. You could do that you as well. You could, whatever and, you want. And I'd imagine even if you're explaining to the kids, look, if we do this, it'll be, we won't be going to Taylor Park until the middle of June. Is that yeah. cool? Is everybody cool? So... It's yeah. a conversation and everyone's making a decision and everyone's happy with it. And then it's like, OK, cool. Yeah. So it, it's really every, everything becomes intentional. Yeah. And then at Christmas, their envelope and my envelope, we go into town and, you know, it might be the case of my, my son gets really upset when he sees people on the streets. You know, when he sees them homeless, he gets really he's very empathetic. Like and I was like, well, why don't we go in and ask them, do they want a cup of tea or and buy them a cup of tea, you know, and you can use your envelope for that. So that's showing them giving, you know, it's not just about taking the money and hoarding it and just and, you know, there's enjoyment as well in giving, like I said, intentional with your spending. So I feel I mean, like I, I'm an almost 50 year old man and I'm, I'm learning so much. Um, my, I was talking to my wife about it this morning. She was like, no spend days. Mm, interesting. I said, we could do no spend morning, you know, maybe no spend from 10 p.m. till 7 a.m. And, and while we're asleep. Very difficult. 
Like yeah. very difficult to even think about. But isn't that... In, doesn't that show you where society is right now that a day that you don't spend money is shocking mm. one day and there's so many people that tell me that no spend day Ooh, like you mean no spend Nothing. and I was like I was like yeah don't spend any money anything no like and I'm like you could pay for your leap card and get your leap into town you could plan for that okay. and you can bring a coffee into work and bring a lovely salad mm. in and you know especially in the summer and go outside and eat in the park instead of in the deli or wherever around the corner and you brought your own that's a no spend day like you could you can prepare for it you, you can prepare enjoy for it, it and yeah. enjoy it but yeah. just what I'm trying to say is just unhook yourself from the system for one day and see what happens. Because when you get that day, for somebody who got a buzz out of spending, I was like, what? I had a day. I did it. I I, I survived. I'm, all, I'm okay. I'm not sad, actually. And you got a buzz out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, while we were talking about it, myself and my wife, my son from his bedroom shouted, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is you're talking I'm about. I'm not in. <laughs> So what was the best financial advice you ever got or you've ever been given or you've ever given to somebody? The best financial advice I've ever been given was don't hide from your money. Don't pretend it's not going on and don't be one of those money doesn't matter to me. It has to matter. So that was one of the best one. Um, It doesn't have to orchestrate your life. But it matters. Financial mm-hmm. wellness, it matters. I would feel that I would blame society and I would say things like, oh, we live in a society where it's all about TikTok and dopamine and actually it's Facebook and Instagram and TikTok that are making me buy stuff and I'm always looking for that hit and that's why I can't look after my money. But listening to you, you know, you can be independent of society. You can have your own... like. You would hear a lot of people saying, oh, it's a capitalist society. It doesn't favour the poor. It doesn't favour the, you know, it favours the rich, the wealthy, the people who have money. But you can, there are ways of managing things and being your own person apart from how you see society being. I had an Audi A4 and I wanted to be part of, you know, I want to be seen in a nice car. And the image that gave me and it did not make me happy. It didn't make me happy one bit. I was embarrassed like driving because I knew what I was trying to do in my head. You don't have to be a part of society. You need to ask yourself, what do you want? I did a poll where I asked, you know, people that are following me and I said, what does money mean to you? And nobody was saying, like, people were saying freedom, independence, being able to, you know, give my kids a home, being able to give them the things that they really need, putting them in a good school, paying for their college. This this is what money means to people. It's not everybody that wants to be rich and there's no harm in it. And there's no there's no harm in it. But if you manage your money, that could literally be the way you contribute to society in the sense that you're supporting your local barista. You know his name is Greg. You're you're giving into you know you could support maybe somebody who who's starting their own brand. You know you're giving back into your community. You're buying from the farmer down the road. You know that's where you could really be looking differently. You don't have to follow what everybody else is telling you. What do you want to do? What does it mean to you? How does it make you feel? And and align with that. Align your values with that. And I really feel that. Um, 
my money habits and my values in general are so aligned that it's the case where sometimes I'm like, I'm going to stay poor forever. But it's like, I won't do certain jobs. I won't work with, I just don't. And I, and it's not nothing bad on them. It's like, it just doesn't meet me values. Just, you know. Yeah. And I feel good about it. I feel good around money. The environment, if you can cook your own food, if there's less food waste, if you're not buying food that you're not using, yeah. if you're carefully watching what your shop is and you're yeah. using every bit of that. I mean, one of the biggest environmental issues is food, food waste. waste and people just buying food they don't use and they just throw um, into the bin. Into the bin. And and a lot of people, I'm like, oh, there you go, Santa's cheese. Oh, here we go, sustainability. Go, OK, let's not even look at it that way. You're wasting money then. Yeah. You're throwing money. You're throwing the money that you went into a job. You didn't like working beside whoever his name is. And you're in there eight hours, nine hours every single day. You get paid at the end of the month. And then you go and buy your food and you dump that money. Hope it was worth it. Look at it that way. You know, that's the whole. When you look at everything, like I look at my money and my time and back to intentional spending. And it comes back to, you know, uh, how you value yourself. Yeah. So once you started doing that work, you're like, well, actually, I value myself more than this. Yeah. And I, I don't have to do that. I don't have to be affected. I don't I don't care how many purses you've bought, you know, and, and it makes me like I I could sit with somebody and they're in head to toe designer, whatever they want. Fast fashion doesn't matter. I'm like you do you like I'm so insecure. I'm so secure in how I am that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm like, I, I'm not going to preach to you. But I'm I'm good at me, hmm. and hopefully that that will that will show. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, people, you know, you can sense people. You know, someone's comfortable in who they are, and and you like you're fashionable. You're a stylish person. I love you, me. I you love like your, I love fashion. So I how, just I how don't, does that work? Um, I love vintage. I go into the charity shops. Um, I don't follow trends. I just follow my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying that to me friend. I follow my heart. No, I like color. So. Um, I will just buy what I want and then I wear what I have. So we all have a bulging wardrobe with enough tops, enough jumpers. You know, and even fashion, like I like the pieces I buy are usually like, oh, I really love that. And I really, there was a point that I didn't have a favourite outfit. It was just following the trend all the time. And now I love that. I love wearing a favourite hoodie or a favourite jumper, a favourite suit, a favourite dress. I feel good. Oh, I remember the last time I wore this, it was good energy and good energy follows good energy. Yeah. And, you know, that's, and I, I like I like makeup. I think it accentuates me. I just don't think these things make me anymore. They're my hobbies. They're things that I genuinely like, but they're not Santas. Yeah. I'd like to think that I'm deeper than that, you know. But then you have your favourite items of makeup and yeah. oh I need to get a new one of this rather than having four of them or you know three that you yeah. don't like or you know you, know, you just you, you, it's, it's all intentional it's all intentional it's all intentional and I don't get caught up with oh, there's a new thing coming out now I'm like I like what I have I have what I like you know I went to Bordeaux they had the longest high street shopping it was like the longest in the in Europe I think um, pedestrianised I didn't even Look, and I, I was walking. I didn't even look in. I was just no interest. I was like, I like what I'm wearing today. Yeah. I know where I shop, you know. I was like, if there was a vintage shop, I would have went in and had a go. But I saw one on my way out, you know, it was too late. But I would have went in and had a look. But I didn't really want to buy anything mm. in particular. I was like, 
still I'm trying to fit into last summer's wardrobe <laughs> now, you know. But then it's probably not part of your, a lot of people go to these cities and like shopping is a big part. It's not my, it. I'm a foodie. I was eating, you know, I'm yeah. like, oh, where's the market? What, what do you eat here? Where's the stall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm that person. Yeah. Can, can you give us some examples of habits you'd advise people to change? Maybe we've touched on some of them already, but yeah. just to sort of like lay them out in front of people. So when you're starting, get into the habit of being a little bit goal oriented. If you're going to be spending, if you're going to be paying off debt, why? Like ask yourself, why are you doing this? Like what, what's, what's the reason behind it? Are you doing it because you heard Santos on a podcast or saying it and you think it sounds good, trendy to be debt free? No, why are you doing it personally? And then you create the habits around to back that up. So mindful spending, watch what you're spending, track, track what you're spending because there's nothing like if you're in a state of chaos and you don't know you're in financial chaos and you don't know what to be doing, there's nothing like looking over your spending habits for a week and see, oh, uh, I had coffee two times that day, three times that day. Oh, that's 50 euro. And I always say, because there's a lot of people that would say to me, like, I don't buy anything mad. I just don't have any money at the end of it. You know, at the end of it, I don't have. And then you do, <laughs> you do the spending tracker. And a, a lot of people will tell you that, but there's a reason why people tell you to literally write it down, get out of your head. Your head is doing a lot of work there. Write it down. Have a look, have a financial overview and see, this is, this is who I am on paper. This is what my money looks like. This is what happens. Those Amazon hits at three o'clock in the morning. You woke up and you, you decide, oh, I need to have... I need to have a coffee machine or because you're watching a Netflix program and you saw somebody hot with a nice coffee machine and you want to buy into that life, track it down. And I, I would say to go one step further, when you write it down, put a smiley face or a happy face or a note beside it. How was I feeling when I bought that? Oh, I felt a little bit, you know, I had a rough day in work. Someone said something bad and I rewarded myself. Write that down. And then you see how your emotions play a part in how you actually spend your money. So one of those things or something else, is there a simple piece of advice you can give listeners to help them manage their finances starting Monday? Go and do a money NCT. Get your bank statements out. Have a look at what's going on in your bank account. What apps do you need to delete, cancel and disconnect your money. Actually, there's a lot of things I'm giving them. Okay, disconnect your money, your banks, your bank accounts from your online shopping accounts. I'd say that's the first one. Okay. Just do that. Just do that. Just that. Amazon will not be a click. Make it hard for yourself. And you talked about it before, like having your money envelope, your self-care envelope. And if you really want to buy it, you'll have to put the money into the bank yeah. and then spend it when yeah. that money lands and you're, it's available to spend which really makes you think, do you really yeah, want it? Yeah, and a lot of the times I'm like, I don't really, can't be bothered going over. <laughs> I can't be bothered doing that. It's it's really good because the things that I want, I'll be over in five minutes. Yeah. You know, I'll yeah, be you'll have moved on to something else. <laughs> I'll be moving mountains to get there, to get that. I, I want that. I've thought about it. I want it. It makes you think. It's like, you know, that 48 hour rule. Instead of just buying right now, you think about it 48. When you cash envelope and things. <laughs> You're, you're going to give yourself that 48 hours automatically, yeah. you know. Put it in the basket. Put it, Put in, it the, in the trolley. 
I have a few of them filled all over there. the all over the place. I like to keep a full trolley now. Amazon are sitting there going, <laughs> is she ever going to buy this? They're like, the emails are coming in. Another thing is the um, the email list. If you're on a newsletter list, a lot newsletter is is um, it's more effective for selling you stuff than a Facebook ad, an Instagram ad. Like when I say it, like 70% more effective, wow. like big. Because I know you, I'm writing yeah, you a letter. Yeah. Go on in there and wow. have a look at that now. It's very know? interesting. You know. Uh, thank oh. you very much, Santos O'Garo, life coach and money mentor. Uh, thanks for your time. And I, I feel like I've learned a lot today. <laughs> so, God. I'm going to not spend anything for the rest of the day after I get my coffee. After you get your coffee. Did you not get a coffee already? It's <laughs> <laughs> all coming in now. <laughs> Quitting smoking requires willpower, but we could all use a little help sometimes. Nicorette's Stop Smoking products increase your chances of quitting smoking by up to 60% versus unaided. Clinically proven to help you quit for good. Nicorette contains nicotine. Stop smoking aid. Requires willpower. Always read the label.